Great chiropractors and physical therapists are under constant pressure of declining insurance reimbursements and long hours. But did you know there's a way to double your profit without working more? By building a gym onto your practice, you can earn more income, stabilize your business, and be a hero to your family, patients, and team. It's a big undertaking with a huge reward. Dr. Josh Satterley has done it, changed his life, and now wants to help you do the same. Welcome to Clinic Gym Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Clinic Gym Radio. I am your host, Dr. Josh Satterley, and it's my pleasure today to be joined by Dr. Ben Ramos. Ben, how are you? Doing excellent. Happy to be here. Awesome. Well, Ben, uh, for those people who don't know about you or Flow Force Rehab, can you give everybody a little idea where you're calling in from, what you do, and how a, an average day goes for you? Uh, so I'm a Cairo. Uh, my practice is Flow Force Rehab here in San Diego, California, um, closer to the, kind of the North County area, uh, right between Del Mar and La Jolla. Um, yeah, so essentially I, I, I run a rehab movement-based practice, um, kind of strength-based rehab, you know, people that are, are active weekend warriors and stuff like that. Um, we get after it here, kettlebells, barbells, you know, the whole nine. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm teamed up with OPEX. I don't know if you're familiar with OPEX, but I'm teamed up with an OPEX gym affiliate here in San Diego. Um, one of only two in San Diego. And uh, nice. we have a pretty good, pretty good thing going down here. And OPEX is the kind of new version of James Fitzgerald program, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Updated new logo and uh, polished the edges and whatnot, but he's always had great info. So that's awesome that you're with a, a great coach like that. And for those um, who are wondering why I'm having been on, Ben is a, a perfect example of making this work, even though, um, you know, it doesn't always have to, to be one method or one way of doing things. And so you basically correct me if I'm wrong here, Ben, you basically open up in a, in a room in the back of a gym and then at some point you're full of patience, you're doing well. So you decided to basically take over the whole space. And then instead of leasing a small space back to a chiropractor, you said, Hey, I'm the chiropractor. I'm going to lease the space back to a gym owner. That's pretty much what I got. That is, that is about how it happened. Except uh, the original gym owner, it, it wasn't, Oh, okay. Like I, I did so good that the gym owner, uh, um, that, that I, uh, sorry, stuff falling back. Uh, it wasn't that, um, I was like, okay, I'm ready for this. That was always the plan. It was, yeah. hey, uh, just to FYI, I'm planning on moving to Texas and I'm going to go as soon as I can. <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, uh, you make a plan, then God laughs at it, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I was like, well, all right, well, I mean, I guess my plan is happening a little sooner than later. So we went yeah, and pulled the trigger well, and got it done. Nice. And you were ready for it, buddy. That's, that's awesome. Congratulations. Thanks. So, Eric. uh, can you give it a little idea of kind of your style of practice, how long you spend with patients, how many people you see in a day so they can kind of get a feel for how, how this goes as we kind of move forward? Yes. Um, so each patient I see is for an hour for the most okay. part. Some people I see for 30 minutes, some I even see for 15, depending on what they need. But for the most part, my average patient session is for an hour, whether that's the initial or the follow-up. Um, I limit myself to six hours of clinical care a day. Okay. Um, just because I'm a solo guy still, I, I still don't have a, a, a in-house admin person working for me. So I still have all the other hats that I still have to wear. So um, in order for me to be able to not uh, go crazy, I guess, in a sense, I limit myself to six clinical hours a day. Um, and yeah, so most of those are, are spent with an hour. And then some of the people, like I said, if they're 
being managed by a strength coach or if they're an active member here because the coaches here are really good, I only need about 30 minutes for the most part. If we're not doing a ton of diagnostic work. So what you just said there is basically, you know, I, I'm always telling people, hey, empower those trainers because they'll take a lot of load off your plate. And you're seeing that even though they're not, you know, your trainers, you're still seeing if you co-manage with them, you don't need to see that person in the clinic nearly as long, huh? No, absolutely. 100%. And, and they're, awesome. they're smart. I've been lucky enough to have been I've hitched my wagon to the group of coaches that are here that are really good. And I mean, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a blessing. They're really smart. They get it. They're open-minded. We work together well and, um, we, we co-manage and, 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 and blend, uh, blend our thoughts and what we find with these people really well too. So. Nice. Now, was this kind of your dream set up? Like, I mean, early on, this is how you want to set it up because an hour with every, every patient is kind of, that's not the norm, right? Right. Yeah. It, it actually came about, I didn't plan on doing things that way until um, maybe around preceptorship time. Um, when I was, uh, I, 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 did a, I did two preceptorships, one with Philip Snell out in Portland, and then I did another one with Michael Rintala here in San Diego. And they both do the one hour initial half hour follow-up thing, mm -hmm. which is great. And they both do a great job. Um, but I knew I wanted to get more into the nitty gritty when it comes to the strength based, strength based rehab stuff, you know, and, and, uh, and, and I also didn't want to be in a rush, you know, sometimes you can get in a rush and, you know, if you want to get, you know, the right work to rest ratio, you got to sit there sometimes. Right. So, <laughs> uh, um, so I, I think that I get a lot more work done. We get a lot more education done during that time frame. And frankly, it was just the way I wanted to practice. Um, and I just wanted to find the people that, you know, that, that could use that. And so that's what I did. I found those group of people that, that kind of fit into that, uh, realm and, and attract them. And so that's where I'm at. Nice. So it's, it's your dream practice. I mean, you set it up exactly how you wanted in kind of a space you wanted with a strength, uh, component, right, right there blended in. This is uh, congratulations to you for being a young doctor who's like, Hey, I'm, I'm doing it my way. Uh, you know, no matter what. That's absolutely. Awesome. Now no, if you're uh, go ahead. No, it's, 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 I think that's an important topic right there because I think a lot of people fall into the paradigm of this is how practice is supposed to be done. But I mean, um, I'm super happy with where I'm at and the way I'm able to practice because I do get to, you know, do it how I see is, it is to me, what is the best way for me and, and the people that I serve. So. That's awesome. So, uh, along those lines, I'm, I'm just assuming that if you're seeing them for an hour, you're not billing insurance for that full hour. So do you no. take insurance at all? Or are you all cash? Uh, I'm hundred percent cash based. I, I, I give out super bills to people. Not according um, to the IRS, baby. You're only 50% cash based. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't bill insurance at all. I don't talk to insurance companies. I do give people super bills if they want them. In most cases, they, they, even if I do give them to them, they don't use them, but yeah. Nice. So, uh, explain that a little bit. Cause I mean, I'm just, I'm sitting there thinking, all right, you graduated. When did you graduate? What year? Uh, to, uh, December, 2015. Um, okay. but I actually didn't open up here till about August, 2016. All right. So um, you're sitting there. I mean, you're relatively new. You're, you know, you know how you want it to happen, but having the confidence to say, Hey, we don't take insurance. And I mean, an hour of your time has got to be expensive. Like how did you, how did you make that work early on? Cause that, <laughs> how'd you, how'd you basically suppress the, uh, the choking feeling that you had in your gut of like, Oh God, this is going to be tough. Well, I gain confidence because there's actually quite a few trainers that I know mm -hmm. of that charge more than I do and are local. Right. Wow. And, that's a good and, point. 
you know, they have, they have, they have a, a full clientele, they do good work and they serve a community of people that can afford what they do and value what they do. Um, so I had some confidence in that. Um, I also had a few people nudging me along the way as well. Kind of, okay. you know, you know, and I was reading, I was learning, I was, I was, I was hitting all the information and educational stuff I could on owning a business and all that stuff. I joined mastermind groups and, you know, I was around other people that were helping me kind of go along like, Hey, you're worth this. This is what you got to do. This is what you got to say. Um, this is how you have to stand your ground. How much are you worth? And so, um, I had that help in the beginning. I didn't just start off and, and, and just go after it. I was actively trying to educate myself in this realm as well. So. Yeah. Well, can we dig into that a little bit? Cause I think that's useful for a lot of folks out there who are looking to make the jump to either start in practice or they already have a practice and they're looking to start fitness and they're kind of questioning themselves. Um, so you weren't just sitting there late at night, chewing your fingernails in your office all alone, huh? You were making sure you were around people that cared about you and saw the value in you. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Like, can you give some people some stories or a tip to kind of explain what that was like? Because a lot of people, you know, I mean, you, I'm sure you have friends that got out of school and had big dreams and big plans. And then somehow it drifted away because it, it's a confidence game. You know, it comes down to it. I would rather take confidence over clinical skills to build a practice any day of the week. Any, any day of the week, 100%. And, and one of the biggest things that irks me is when somebody says, if you just show up and do good work, then you're going to build a successful practice because that is the biggest crock of shit I've ever, hear, I've ever heard. And I, the most, I yeah. love that. I, yeah, that's like, that, that's fantastic. But tell me that when I'm scared shitless and you know, things aren't going my way. That's right. right. It's like, yeah, getting thrown off the back of a uh, cruise ship in the middle of the ocean and being like, listen, if you just, you know, take a few strokes a day, you're going to be fine. You're going to find land. You're going to, and it's like, I'm going to drown or get eaten by sharks before that happens. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. So yeah, I mean, I, 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 I essentially just got in front of as many people as I could. I tried to do it the, you know, traditional kind of professional way, quote unquote professional way that people talk about. I tried going to the networking groups and stuff like that and getting in front of as many people as I could that way. And that was cool. Um, but I noticed after about six months of that, that, um, it was, it didn't pay off too much and I wasn't having fun necessarily doing it. And, okay. and then I found that once I just kind of like made more time for myself to be social, be around the people that I like being around and just be more social in general, it really comes down to just meeting as many people as you can and developing as many relationships as you can. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily have to be in those business networking groups. All those, all those are good. I still get referrals from, from, from those kind of groups, but just being in front of as many people as I could, um, inevitably it's going to come up what you do, how you do it. They're going to know somebody that knows somebody and just build, build relationships that way. So I, I call that the, the, um, that's the now money. Right. And so that's what I did. You know, that's build those relationships as much as you can. And that's, what's going to attract people today. And then I still, on the other end, I was still trying to do as much content kind of stuff as I could in the, in the beginning, like really harping down on that for that later stuff too, uh-huh. that social validation. But so if you were to hire a young, uh, a young Ben Ramos today and he became your associate, give people's like three very practical, here's what you would do a, B and C uh, things to do you know, saying get in front of people is really easy because everybody says that, but specifically, what would you tell him to do? Um, if he was my associate, yeah. um, then it would be totally different because I would try to, I would try to do all that stuff on the back and just fill the schedule. But if I was like a, when I'm, if I, it was somebody I was mentoring for sure, yeah, I would yeah, tell him yeah, sure. to, uh, um, 
I would, I would absolutely 100% tell them to get in front of the community of people that they want to work with and get in front of them often, whether that's going into other gyms and, and not, not doing, Hey, I'm here and this is how I can help you, but getting in front of them and, and actually showing them like, Hey, um, here's how I can help you. Um, here's how like, and giving them value back because it's never works for me to go into a, a gym or talk to strength coaches or trainers and say, send me people. I'm great. It's always been like, Hey, I can help these people stay healthy. So they continue to work with you. Or I'd love to have, have, you know, help you assess if you have any people that have any problems that way, you know, um, they stay on your schedule and you don't have to worry about the drop-offs. And I mean, I, I, I would, in the beginning, I was inviting trainers. I was like, tell you what, give me a chance bring somebody that you're having long-term troubles within, you know, it's on the house. You can come and check out and see how I do work. And then, um, and to me, that was a marketing expense. So I know a lot of people, you know, don't do free work, but I mean, in order to gain trust and get in front of people, to me, I just marked it off as a marketing expense. And, um, Hey, if we do a, a experiment of N equals one in your practice, it was pretty successful, right? Yeah. It worked, it worked out. It worked out pretty well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. So you would send them to the whatever group. So, so let's break that down a little. You're, I know you're into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, right? Yes. So yes. I'm going to guess you get referrals from Jiu Jitsu coaches and Jiu Jitsu gyms. Yes. Yes. But you don't get a lot of referrals from the local bowling league or equestrian center. No, cause I don't spend time there. Right. But if somebody did, right. was involved in or interested in bowling or equestrian or, I mean, in San Diego, there's, there's plenty of people in the triathlon space that will, come in oh. and fill up an office, right? Absolutely. And bowling and equestrian. As a matter of fact, I would even go as far as saying, I wish I played polo. <laughs> but, but, but 100%, um, just cause polo, you know, it's like, it's like golf. It's the same type of, Oh, uh, I think it's above golf practice. actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're, you're riding a, a $10,000 animal at the very <laughs> low end, you know? So <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, get, get in front and get in deep with that community. And, and it's, it's really so much more than even just getting in front of them and saying, I'm a chiropractor and this is what I can do for you. You're, you're building honest and truthful relationships. These people, you know, they got to know, trust and like you and, and be willing to, you know, send you people and be willing to, I mean, cause I mean, it, it works in their favor, right? If you can, if you can be somebody that they can refer somebody to, they think about how it reflects on them. Right. It's not, it's not even just that they're sending somebody to, to get help. I mean, that's, that's a big part of it, but it's also like, you know, I know a guy, right. I mean, yeah. how, many, how often do you hear that? So, and there's nothing yeah. worse than when you refer somebody to a movie or a restaurant or an attorney or something and they go, yeah, it wasn't that good. I don't know. You know, they want to know that they're sending their friends and their, their, their clients to something awesome. And when you show them that, then plus, you know, uh, you're, I think in all groups, they have that kind of cult language. When you start using the cult language, like in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, my brother's a, he's got his black belt and there's just some terms they use. Like, what is it? A um, um plata? I don't, I don't even know what it is. Oh, yeah. Oma what plata. is that? Oma plata. It's a shoulder lock. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. I, I couldn't even write it on a piece of paper, but uh, you know, that's like a secret word that when they hear you talking about that, then they know that you're for real or hitting it fat in golf. You know, they know you're, you understand them and they understand that sport, you're not just going to tell them, oh, take four to six weeks off and take some Advil, you know? Right. I'd go as far as saying that the jiu-jitsu guys that come to see me have no idea about what kind of practice I have, rehab-based, movement-based, none of that thing, but they know I do jiu-jitsu. And they know that it matters to me that to be, being on the mat. And uh -huh. so that's fine. 
And, and, and so that's a lot of those, they're like, okay, whatever. I'm going to, I'm going to Ben because I'm going to full force because he trains. That's it. You know? Yeah. Nice. And, uh, and so, uh, so get there, get in, just basically hang out in the groups you want to do. If you want to do jujitsu, go do jujitsu a few nights a week and, uh, let some folks know that you, you can help treat those athletes if it's, if they need it, help the coaches get a little better, polish their sword a little bit and, uh, and it'll work out, huh? And then uh, just, yeah, we, just do a good job. <laughs> <laughs> well, you definitely have to be social when you show up to these things mm-hmm. too, right? I, I think that's another point. So you, you, you obviously got to get yourself in the room and then, but you also do have to be social. So whether we like it or not, whether you're a social person or if you're not a social person, then you better get a big loan and hire some people to do all this stuff for you because, uh, or, or, yeah. or just, or just join as an associate somewhere because yeah. You you literally have to just, you have to be personable. You have to work on your communication skills consistently. Um, you know, and there's, there's a lot. So what, so I guess that's part of kind of part of the question you're asking. You're like, you know, it's just to show up in front of people. It's like, no, it's show it in front of people on the form. Um, I, I, I kind of 80, 20 it when you get out and you start your practice. I mean, when you're in school, you're all student. You're mostly just thinking about the clinical stuff and what you, the test you got to take tomorrow. But, you know, if you're smart towards, you should be thinking about business. So at least made it 80, 20, right? 80 clinical, 20 thinking about the business, getting yourself set up. If you want to start practice, once you get into practice, it's got to be 80, 20 the other way. Are you a chiropractor or physical therapist working long hours, worrying about lower repayments and missing out on quality time with your family? You can double your income without working more hours by adding a gym to your practice. Clinic Gym Hybrid Solutions has a step-by-step guide that dramatically simplifies and speeds up the addition of a fitness center and its monthly recurring revenue. In just six months, you can be on your way to freedom. Visit ClinicGymHybrid.com today for a free downloadable PDF and complimentary consultation to get you started. That's ClinicGymHybrid.com. I set the clinical books aside compared to what I did before. You didn't buy any new clinical books is what you're saying. I did, but (laughs) compared, I was, I was always a kind of a con ed junkie beforehand. So I, I slimmed down quite a bit. When I say slimmed down, I mean like, I think my first year I still took seven or eight con ed courses, which was like 10% of what I was when I was in school because I had time and I was a student. But then I started taking courses in marketing, in sales, in communication, Uh um, in business development and that kind of stuff. And so I was spending the same amount of time trying to educate myself, but 80% of that was business related somehow. Okay. So to keep this tactical for people so they can, you know, get close to what you're doing, um, any specific resources on the business side in that 80% you think are, are worth checking out, whether it's a book, a person, a program, um, a training, anything that you got? My personal favorite series is John Janch's series, the duct tape series. So okay. duct tape marketing, duct tape selling, the referral engine, um, and Dan Kennedy's series, the no BS series. I mean, every single one of those is solid gold, even though, I mean, they're people look at them and they think like, I'm not doing a sales letter, but you are, whether you like it or not, it's on a website, it's on your flyer, it's all that stuff. I think Dan Kennedy's stuff is super solid. Um, ready, fire, aim is another one that really lays it out for you. So, I mean, we think about all this stuff we got to do. We got to make shirts. We got to make business cards. We've got to do this and that. No bullshit. You need to sell. I mean, that's just what it is. If you, you have to sell and you have to be out there in front of people and sell, sell, sell some more. And when they get inside, whether you like it or not, whether you like sales, I know people sales has a bad, that kind of has a bad name um, in, in our community, 
but it's a not stupid- here. It doesn't, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but you, you got to do it. You have you to, you have to. Yeah. And, and by the way, like selling, we get into this with our clients all the time. Like maybe selling is not the word that you like because you know, whatever you have some mental trash with it. Recommendations, diagnosis and recommendations. Like mm-hmm. if, if my, my father-in-law, he needed a hip, he needed both hips replaced. But when he goes in and, and the doctor does an x-ray and points to the bone on bone and what's not and says, Hey, you need to get your hip replaced. It was $5,000 out of pocket for my, my father-in-law. Now, is that a sale? Yeah, that's a big ticket sale. Like a $5,000 sale is no joke. But is that selling or is that recommending what would literally be the best for him? And so if somebody comes in to your office and they, you know, their shoulders tweaked because, you know, their mobility and their, their thoracic spine is crap and they have this tight muscle and blah, 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 blah. And you're looking at them going, dude, I, I know how to fix this. It's going to take me eight times. And you sell them a care plan. Is that sales or is that recommending? It's not going to happen in two visits. It's not going to happen, you know, by doing just foam roll. I'm just going to go home and foam roll. That's not happening. You got to sell them what they need because that's how people get solutions. So sorry to go on a rant there, but it's just. No, I totally agree. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. It's people think about it in terms of putting money in your pocket. It's, it's about creating behavior change in the person you're working with. So let's take money out of the equation if you're, you're trying to sell them on this movement will help you get better. So you need them to do it at home, right? It's the same thing. I don't, it, it's all that it comes back to is psychology and your communication. So we can mm-hmm. talk about sales. We can talk about marketing, all this. It's all psychology, communication, essentially, but it's absolutely 100% necessary. And if it's only made me better at communicating with people all around, even if I'm in or outside the clinic or in my personal relationships, it's made me a better communicator, I think. Um, so I think it's pivotal if you're going to, it's so important if you're going to own a business and, uh, and just interact with people on the regular, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what people want is somebody they like, but then they want that person to be able to give them the service they want, which is what we call a sale. And you know, Hey, it's, it's not bad. But by the way, for all these people out there like, Oh yeah, I've heard people say like, Oh, you know, I don't want to be money hungry or, or sales driven or whatever. Here's a challenge for you. Like if, you know, why does everybody hate insurance companies? Because their value proposition is whatever you're going to do, I'm going to pay you half that, you know, like (laughs) you're going to charge 80 and I'm going to give you 40. Imagine for a second, if you said, Hey, here's what you need. And if that person, if you normally charge 80 and now you say, I'm going to charge you $160 and the person pays you as soon as you double your prices, I don't think there's anybody out there that wouldn't strive to be a better clinician at that point as well. Like, if I cut your pay in half, you're going to resent that patient. But if I double your pay, you're going to rise to the occasion and become like much better. 100%. And I think that that has, that's forced me based on my price point and based on how I practice, because I have to have, um, my fees have to be higher in order to be able to see six, you know, you've, six, got, a, six you've got a wicked combination. One hour visits plus San Diego zip code, man, is <laughs> <laughs> this ain't Omaha, baby. But you I'm going to charge a pretty penny. I can't suck. Yeah. Damn I just straight. can't, you know, I can't suck. And I, well, I mean, maybe I could, and some people can succeed that way, but in my mind, I can't suck and I have to be able to serve and, and, and earn the money that they're giving me. Right. And, and, uh, I got to, uh, over deliver every single time. And if I'm charging that price point, then you're damn, damn right. I'm going to get in there and over deliver. So for sure. Yeah. And that doesn't happen at a low price point, That every, that's just a, that's a false claim. So, well, that's awesome. So man, you sound like you got a ton of passion, Ben, and it's, it's super exciting to hear how this works for you because 
you definitely forged your own path. Uh, can you share a little, little gratitude, little uh, smiley face as to when, when you look at this and you go, hey, this is working. Like the setup I have mm-hmm. is working. What's it like? What do you see in your practice and, and with your patients and the strength coaches? What, give us a story. The, uh, how it all happened? Or like, when, when do you feel like you're really making music? Like everything's falling in line and, and your practice is working exactly like you dreamt it would. I honestly don't think I'm there yet, <laughs> but I'm super happy with where I'm at right now and where it's going. Okay. But, I, but as, as far as, I mean, every single day when I come in here, I'm super happy because I, I come in, there's a, there's, there's strength coaches down there. They're working with people or we have people coming in. We have an incredible, I, I have to give a hat tip to the coaches that are here. They came up with the existing clientele and mm-hmm. their clientele is badass. Nice. Um, and so the gym is always full of just the most positive, uplifting, and perfect people. So I'm lucky enough to have my perfect patient downstairs all the time, smiling, laughing, and enjoying themselves. So you can't get to your office without going through a group of happy people. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people, that's one of the greatest parts of having a blended clinic and gym is, you know, the clinic, unfortunately, you don't get to see a lot of, of the people's successes in life because you're getting them from injury to back to zero. But in the gym, that person is like, hey, yesterday I ran, or last weekend I ran a Spartan race. Man, it was awesome. Best experience of my life. And I'm here on Monday and I'm high-fiving. But in a clinic, you know, that, that you may have discharged them two or three months before the Spartan race and you never get to hear back. So I, a lot of people, I, I always tell them, man, it's the most exciting way to practice. Uh, I 100% agree. It's, it's, it's those successes, you know, like, we're, like whether we lo- want to admit it or not, I think uh, Paul, Paul Goff refers to, you know, PT or, or Cairo, we're a grudge purchase. Like nobody, nobody, no, for the most part, in a lot of cases, you know, people are coming to see us because they have to, they've got a problem. They're not, they're not like, you know what, I'm going to go buy our visit to Dr. Ben for my wife's anniversary. You know, I'm not an iPad. They don't walk out of here with a bag and a nice shiny new toy and they don't get to peel plastic off of it. Like, you know, um, so it's not something that people plan on spending money on, um, but you, you know, obviously there's ways you build value, you tell people, uh, you, you make people enjoy it. But when they're in the gym and you're, they're working with trainers, it is literally high fives all the time. You're building, they get to be there and it's, and you're, you're not with a trainer for a short period of time. You're not trying to get in and out of there as fast as you can. You're in there for the long term, So you can like continue to reach these goals. But yeah, it's high fives. You're, you're celebrating all these wins. You're not celebrating, uh, that you got past the loss. So that's awesome. Yeah, I, I, it's, uh, it, it definitely is. And, and definitely put your office, by the way, in the back of the building. <laughs> so you can't sneak in the back door and be in your office. Make yourself every day go through that, right? It's, totally. uh, it's exciting. Now, as far as like logistical setup of your place, how many square feet of office to gym do you have? And, and like, do you have any recommendations over these last couple of years that you've learned for people that are looking to start in this model? Um, I'm about 2,600 square foot, 400 uh, square feet of, of office space. Um, about, t- about 2000 square feet of actual gym space. Um, the, uh, I would say for somebody that's trying to start off or off the bat. Now I came into this as renting a space within a gym. And then I eventually, you know, took over a gym. I would say start off small. You don't really need a lot to get started. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, if you've got a thousand square feet, you can make it happen. It depends. All depends on the model they're trying to do. Um, if I would have started from the beginning on my own and needed to rent my own space. So I was in a, I was in a situation where I was about to have to do that. 
and I was going to do it and pull the trigger. But then it happened upon this space that already had a performance center and a space Mm -hmm. for me. But, um, but I was looking for about 800 square feet, a thousand square feet. I was going to put a table in the middle of the place and I was going to make it, you know, a gym and that's how I was going to get started. But I think starting off small is best for somebody until they can get their feet underneath them. Um, I would have never took over this place if I wasn't able to, um, to do it, you know, and, and be able to afford it. Um, I think that's probably a big mistake people make. They start off a little bit too big, too fast. Oh dude, um, you're, I, you're talking to a dude who, uh, had a business partner at the time we decided to start with, you know, a 10 office, a 10 <laughs> office space. Cause we thought we'd be that full that fast. It's like the hell were we thinking, man? Uh, it was stupid, but yeah. it was, uh, we opened and I graduated December of 06 and, and moved to Vegas in 07 and the economy was just like skyrocketing and people were just convincing you, you needed more space and you better grab it now. Cause there's not enough space and all this stuff. And so we did and we learned. <laughs> oh my goodness. I can yeah, only learn it's expensive. <laughs> yeah. The, um, I would also tell people to be as minimal as possible when it comes to equipment, because you really don't need much and people that you're going to see for the most part, don't need complexity. Um, for the most part, we need to simplify as much as we can when we're working with a lot of these people. Um, so, I mean, when I first got into this gym, there was, I mean, everything was Kaiser. We had Omega wave system. We have OptiJump system. We, you know, we have a bunch of Vertimaxes. We had, uh, 4k boxes. I mean, we were loaded to the gills of all kinds of stuff that frankly never got used. Yeah. Like the, like the whole time I was in here, the only time we ever used the pneumatics in the squat rack was to demonstrate it for people like, Hey, we've got this cool toy. And that was the last (laughs) you ever heard of it. Um, so that stuff's totally unnecessary. I think somebody can get started if they're, uh, if they're good at using kettlebells with a nice solid set of kettlebells, a nice solid set of dumbbells, and maybe just like a squat rack, maybe you don't even need one, you know, but it's more of a place to attach bands in my opinion. Like at first, like if you can have hooks drilled into the wall, like that you can attach bands, man, you can do so much. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, yeah, if you had if you had a nice set of kettlebells, or if I was to start off and I had nothing but kettlebells, I can still get everything done. Nice. So, so basically, the Ben Ramos uh, version of success or, or recipe for success is uh, go be with people you like to be, be social with them, buy some kettlebells, and ask those people to move them around. Yes, the rest will figure itself out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, and read. There you go. Yeah. So uh, any last thoughts for anybody? Cause uh, this is great. I mean, this is like, you're killing it. You're doing, you know, exactly what you want to do the exact way you want to practice. So congratulations to you on that because so many people fall into something and they don't create their own version of what they want. And you did. So I got to say, congratulations. Thank you. And secondly, any last like tips you have for anybody that is on that fence of, I don't have enough confidence to do what I want, or I'm, you know, maybe they're, they're, they have a good practice, but they're scared to add the fitness component or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say first, first and foremost, do your homework and keep doing your homework. I mean, you, you're never going to have to not think. Some people think they're going to just be able to show up and have it in, in the social media world. People think they can learn from memes and they think they could show up and then things just happen to them. You got to do your back homework. It doesn't matter what you're trying to do. It's got to be done. Mm-hmm. So but it's reading all that marketing stuff, selling stuff, all that stuff has to get, um, has to get done. And second of all, do it. I mean, it, it, it take action. That's probably one of my biggest things is I, I, I don't bridge that gap between learning the information and taking action fast enough. I'm learning to get better at it, but you know, getting it done, it's a balance, but taking action and just getting after it is something that just got to be done. So yeah, it's tough, but I, I love that saying if, 
if, uh, if just consuming the information actually worked, everybody would be a millionaire with six pack abs and a happy yeah. family, you know? And yeah. There'd be a whole lot of millionaire librarians. Yeah, there you go. That's awesome. All right. Well, Ben, it's been a slice of heaven. I appreciate the time you've taken with us today. Congratulations on all your success in many ways. And uh, is it okay if people reach out to you if they want to oh, get a hold yeah. and ask you some questions? Absolutely. Um, I'm more than more than open to, to talk to anybody and, and link up with anybody anytime. You can find me on Facebook uh, at uh, Flow Force Rehab, uh, Instagram at Flow Force Rehab. Or you and can that's Flow with, with no W, right? Uh F L O W F O R C E R E H A B. So okay. flow with the flow with the W. So flow force rehab. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if people want to email me, they can email me at Dr. Ben at flowforcerehab.com. I'm more right, I'll throw that up in the show notes then. Yeah. Right, fantastic. Well, Ben, uh, thank you very much for taking the time and for you out there listening, be like Ben. What'd you say? You can't suck. You just can't suck. So. You just can't suck. No, yeah. you got to go out there and do the work, but you can create exactly the practice you want, just like Ben. And uh, I'm happy for the success case uh, study here with Flow Force Rehab and Dr. Ben Ramos. So on behalf of Dr. Ben Ramos, this is Dr. Josh Satterley. Say, go out there, maximize your license, and live the life you dream of. Thanks a lot, Ben. Yeah, thank you. Peace. Thanks for listening to Clinic Gym Radio. If you're ready to double your profit without working longer hours, please visit clinicgymhybrid.com and find out how easy it is to get started on your path to freedom. That's clinicgymhybrid.com.